Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Rap. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring, your favorite sexperts. I'm having a beautiful, wonderful day. How are you? How are you, Spring? Oh, I'm having a beautiful, wonderful day. It's mainly because I'm talking to you right now. Yay, and you, all of our <laughs> listeners out there, thank you for submitting all of your questions. Um, today's question, I think, is fantastic and funny. Um, hey, Spring, what gay type am I? Oh, I have to categorize you? Oh, crap. I mean, oh, my God. I feel so awkward right now. I mean, I don't know. What do you mean? There's only a few types. Which one do I fit best into? There's not only a few types. There's, like, hundreds of types. Uh, Okay. But of the primary types, where do I fall? I feel like I'm going to get in trouble no matter what I say. I don't want to do this. No, this is our opening. This this is the opening. You got you got you got to follow through. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm just gonna make up a new one. No, uh, come on. <laughs> do you have one that you think you are? What? Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess I'm just gonna go with otter. Otter. That's very nice of you. But no, I am definitely not an otter. <laughs> I don't really have body hair. Um, I am not part of the bear community. I feel like, I, am, I feel, well, I have some friends that identify as otters that <laughs> I feel like I could group you with. <laughs> oh, I'm much more like a used up twink. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't like that either. So I feel so well, uncomfortable right now. How could you feel uncomfortable? It's fun. Okay. So today, uh, the question that was submitted is what is a bear? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's an animal. There's like panda bears and polar bears and black bears and grizzly bears. Koala Those are bear. all also types of gay men, <laughs> right? So um, it's just a, it's a it's a gay stereotype. So today we're going to be talking about um. The various kinds of gay stereotypes there are, what those terms mean. Um, at the end of the episode, we'll give you a rundown of like the five or six most basic types. So you can understand when someone says, oh, like Spring and I have said twink, otter, and bear. A lot oh of my. you don't know what those are. Oh, my. Oh, right. Otters and twinks and bears. Oh, my. Um, that should be the title of our episode. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're going to be talking about some of these gay stereotypes today. Um, so, Spring, why why were you uncomfortable when I asked you where you thought I fell in the spectrum of gay stereotypes? Well, I mean, I don't really like the idea of categorizing you in general. I don't, except to say you're one of my best friends, I would categorize you there. Um, but, I mean, we've talked about on this podcast before how it's often... Um, problematic to try to put people into categories. And um, even, you know, in, in kind of loving ways, you know, this is my best friend, like that can also be, I think, um, uncomfortable for people from all different angles to like kind of think about these labels and how they affect um, somebody that is being given that label. And so if you told me that you identified as a certain label, I would love to use that for you if that's a term that you liked. And that's where I think labels are very helpful when somebody, you know, uses something that they think has a certain meaning and they can express that and share that with someone. But I do not want to put one on you 
Oh, that's really... Okay, so for the purposes of our episode today, everybody, <laughs> we are talking about this as lightheartedly as possible. Um, we are talking about these words um, as identifiers that individuals have used to talk about themselves. So someone would say, I am a whatever the word is, right? <laughs> so we're not saying like, oh, gross, look, that's a cat. Like, cats what? are no, cute. Like, like, Cats are filthy and they make hair hit everything and they're awful. No, I have, I kind of have two cats, except neither of them are mine. They both just live in the house with me. And if you would like to adopt them, they're very well taken care of. They're kind of like pudgy and they're kind of sweet. They just and get hair on all my clothes. Is not a gay type anyway, but no, let's continue. No. Well, no, but that, <laughs> just that, so I was just using that. So we don't get too that. confused. <laughs> so we don't confuse um, everybody. So, but like Spring said, as soon as someone's starting to talk about these terms, they're really getting into stereotypes, right? And it gets back to the whole, when was the last time someone stereotyped you and it felt good or that you liked it? Most of the time, stereotypes are linked to kind of negative reactions or negative classifications of people. One thing that I like about a lot of these gay types is that they're words that people have accepted for themselves, that there's a lot of positivity and community built into them. Um and I think they're kind of deliciously funny, too. They are funny. In my, I, they are kind I of funny. I really like how there's, like, so many animal names. I do think that's really cute. Cute animal names. Um, <laughs> and those animal names are really kind of about body types and hair types and age. That's sort of the breakdown of all of the different categories. So, you know, like, I'm a scientist. I want to sit here. I want to put a little grid and put, like, age and... Uh, weight and body type and hair and then create a great big grid and then like look at all the words and where they fall inside of those boxes um so part of these types is about attraction and attractionality for gay men too like what kind of person are you looking for what are you interested in what are you open to um so you have to think about like what that looks like right right and you actually mean what that looks like like <laughs> yeah, right so that's i mean that's why these are stereotypes they are what someone looks like that the thing is at the end of the day most of these types are not really very deep there's not a whole lot like there's not an ocean of depth for that otter to swim in right <laughs> it's more just like a casual glance and then some kind of language um and, and I don't want to completely discount it because there is some great community in some of these groups as well especially when we start talking about bears a little bit later um but it's just really important to say that these are generic stereotypes that people are attracted to. It's not a whole lot different than someone saying, like, I'm I'm a ginger or I'm a redhead, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And there are some people who are really into that. There's some people who are not into that. Um, and there's all kinds of issues if we start talking about, like, that really topical level of attraction, um, left swipe or right swipe based off of just this really basic physical thing. Because um, there's so much more to people. Um I think one of the best things that you can say about uh, as a gay person is like the least interesting thing about me is that I'm gay. The whole rest of my life is more interesting. And these terms are really just a part of that least most interesting part of you. Yeah. And I mean, these terms and like what people are attracted to um, also can change, right? So like as we talk about um, having things that we identify with, um, not only do people change their age, they change, you know, the way they present, they change kind of how 
Um, they look, they change what they're attracted to, like all parts of sexuality and our own sexuality and our sexual attraction are fluid. And so I, I like talking about this in terms of the, um, ability to kind of, uh, navigate these waters or these oceans that these do otters swim in oceans i feel like they, yeah they're saltwater otters they, they only swim in like rivers actually but anyway no, <laughs> i mean i live in miami there are otters all up and down the ocean just go between 12th and 13th on south beach that's the gay beach <laughs> um I think another really interesting thing that we should talk about in these terms is what masculinity looks like and means. We've talked about toxic masculinity on a previous episode, um, and there's a lot of issues of masculinity and femininity that come up in, in these gay types and assumptions of what someone is supposed to be, whether they're going to be masculine or feminine or butch or whatever the language is. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure overall in gay communities, especially with these words, for people to be very masculine presenting or very like manly. Um, there aren't a lot of, uh, I guess there are terms. We're not going to really talk about them today, but there's like femme and flamer. Um, that's me. Uh, <laughs> you know, like the people like walk by, like the, you, you feel like the gay radiating off of them, like a fire, you can't turn it off. Um, so I think we should talk about what masculinity looks like and, and, and what it means and how it's kind of wrapped up in these terms. Well, what I liked about these terms actually is that they do allow for different presentations of masculinity. So I think that all of these terms that kind of have emerged in gay culture are kind of um, approved. There are people that like and present in all these ways. And I think that um, this gay culture has actually kind of created more ways to... Um, present their masculinity and to identify um, in different kind of levels of masculinity and like um, kind of making all of that okay and not only okay, but celebrated. Right. And I think that it's really important, especially if we're talking about a minority population like gay people in the United States, that they find things to support and prop up. Um, and I think one of the great things about these communities is that there is a lot of love and support, um, especially if we take away like trying to use these words to label people and allowing people to say that I'm a part of this community where I'm being propped up and I feel good about myself and I feel good about my masculinity. Um, I know bears that are as femi flamey as possible, except they're huge and rugged and muscular and hairy. Um, I also know bears who are... Wait, which one did I say first? Femme? Oh, super, super masculine. They wear flannels and uh, like they look like a lumberjack. Okay. Anyway, um, we need to go on break. We will be right back with the second half of the show. Okay, so. Um, we're, we're doing our review. We thought we were going to do more of them uh, this uh, this season, season two. Um, but boy, do we have a review for you today. And it's going to come mostly from me. Um, we are going to review um, Game of Thrones uh, season eight, episode one. What did you yeah, think, Spring? I didn't watch it. And you know I didn't watch it because I hate Game of Thrones. And I have never watched an episode and don't ever want to watch an episode. So I don't even know why. How do you know you hate I, it? I know that I hate it. you haven't ever watched an episode. Because I hate anything with period clothing in it. 
spring. There's a lot of nakedness. Are naked people in when period costume? When they put costume? on their clothes, yes. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. So if you aren't a crazy person like spring, um, no. Game of Thrones was super fantastic and super fun. There's all kinds of crazy love stories going on. Um, if you're into nakedness and nudity, there was a sex scene between Bronn and three women. So there were six boobs and a penis. We should. That's how we should rate all the episodes the season of how many boobs and how many penises. Um, we're sure. not doing that because this only involves you. <laughs> Well, you, uh, I mean, I can talk about the costumes, too. No, I would wear some of Daenerys' jewelry. Stop. So, okay, why are we reviewing this episode? What? Because, oh, it's like this the worldwide phenomenon. It's amazing storytelling. There's all kinds of sexual themes throughout the whole show. We haven't talked about it yet because we didn't have reviews so last season a, whenever it what's was a good? On. What's a sex theme that's happening here? Oh, Kit Harrington. Woof. Okay, he's a, he's a woof. <laughs> no, no, no. He, no, no. I'm just saying that if you aren't watching it and if you haven't watched it and if you enjoy costuming as an art form, which I do and Spring doesn't, take some time and watch Game of Thrones. You will see all kinds of amazing things. And then come back and ask us questions because there's all kinds of sexy things happening in that show that we need to start talking about. The last one was just about prostitution. Where, are there um, any and, gay men that we can categorize according to these labels we're going to use? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of gay men uh, inside of the they? show that we could categorize. Um, so there's Sir Loris. He's dead now. But... um. Sir Loris was definitely in between a twink and an otter, but he was like a swords fighter. He had like curly hair. He was beautiful. Um, I don't remember the okay. other ones' names, but they're so much. well. But they're all dead. Let's let's keep going with what these terms actually mean, though, because I love okay. that we're talking about you know how they can affect people being labeled and how people can identify in these communities and things. But we need to talk about what some of these terms mean. Right. Um, so once again, like I said at the beginning, most of the terms are a mix of age, body hair, and weight. And like whenever you kind of mix them up, you get different terms. Um, so why don't we start? I don't. I mean, why don't we start with start with twinks, right? Because that's where a lot of gay men start out. Um, do you know what a yes. twink is? What, I mean, what is a twink? I think it's just like these super young gay men that look like very small and kind of like um, stereotypically gay, whatever that means. But um, <laughs> it's just like, I think they're like, they're just usually young and small. That's what I would think. Yeah, I mean, all right. So typically they're uh, gay men who are in their late teens to early 20s. Um, I think the other really important uh, like factor when, when identifying them as they typically have almost no body hair and no facial hair as well. And they're slim and usually pretty skinny. They might be a little bit toned, but usually they're very thin. Oh, I remember those days when I could do whatever I wanted and be thin. Oh, my Twinkie ears, how they've... No, so that's a Twink. So they're young, little no facial or body hair, and they're usually very slim and skinny. Um, and it, it usually it's supposed to end in your early 20s. Um, some people continuing continue it on longer. Um, I live in Miami where people are often uh, obsessed with youth. So they're still, you know, like hairless and slender and tan 
well into their 40s. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about twonks. <gasps> okay, great. <laughs> no way. And I mean, if we want to talk about what this this whole question came about, what are bears? I think bears are one of the most visible, most commonly talked about of these kind of gay stereotypes in society. Um, and when you, whenever someone says bear, usually it means a larger or chubbier or really muscular, hairy, hairy, hairy man. You know, like one of those men who looks kind of like a carpet down their front, has a great big beard in front of them, so great, great big beard. Um Typically, uh, they kind of embody rugged masculinity. So like I said, like the the flannel shirts and the drinking beer kind of culture. Um, and there's a lot of community in bears as well. There's lots of like bear community groups. There's a bear gay flag. Um, so it's like a flag that's like brown and then orange and white and then orange and brown. And there's a great big bear paw on it. Um, they have bear specific parties. They have bear cuddle parties. Um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I there's... Think- I think that bears are actually one of the most well-known, I would say, kind of uh, categories. And I think that on a lot of kind of sitcom television, there are often references to bears. So that's, I think, one of the ones that comes up uh, in popular media the most. And usually in the sitcom, it'll kind of play out as to um, there's some straight person who doesn't know what a bear is and usually a straight man and someone is talking about the bears and then they realize that it's this code word for a hairy gay man and then hilarity ensues. Um, But I think that, you know, this is one of the more common ones and I think it's one of the ones that um, people have fun playing with in that sense too because, uh, because bears are like, you know, this big, big muscly thing. And like, and this idea that like uh, a person is similar to that. Like, I think it is, I I mean, I like the, um, the fun that we can kind of have with that and thinking about how people kind of take on some of those qualities. And there's polar bears and granny bears and trans bears. If we think about it, bears is a pretty inclusive category overall. I could never be a bear though. Like I could never be like, I don't think I'll ever be large or chubby. Um, I'll never be particularly muscular. And I'm a middle-aged person with no body hair. So I'm excluded. I'd have to be like one of those weird cats with no hair that people think are sphinx cats. I don't know. Weird. Anyway. Okay. Those are bears. Um, hey, Spring, do you know what a young bear is called? Yeah. It's a baby bear. No, it's a cub. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is also called a baby bear, but that's kind of weird and an adult. <laughs> no, um, so there are cubs, which are cubs or young bears or bears in training who are still growing their pelts or getting hairy. Okay. So that's bears. Um, and very closely related to bears are otters, right? Um, now, some of my favorite nature documentaries about otters because they like they're super cute and they hold hands and they float around and they love each other. They're super nice. Um, Otters are a lot like bears, but they're typically slimmer, more toned, and less hairy. So there's otters, slimmer, less hairy, more toned. Um, And then the next animal is uh, the wolf, right? So, yeah. Um, So wolves are typically a little bit older in in the bear community. They're a lot musclier, right? Um, They're hairy. And then they're sexually aggressive. So it's like a musclier, more aggressive bear on the prowl. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that one makes me a little nervous. Also, I feel very little Red Riding Hood right now. But <laughs> do you know what wolf? Do you know what bears call is to each other? What do you mean? Like they 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 say to, they say woof to each other all the time. Oh yeah, that's like can't you like woof at each other on scruff? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. No. So they they even have like their own sort of language. Okay. So a wolf older, um, and then there's the twunk, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible. It does. Um, so there's two different schools of thought on what a twunk is, right? So in many ways, I am a twunk where I am a twink that has sort of aged out of twinkiness, but continues to live and look kind of like a twink, right? I am not in my late teens or early 20s. Spring's just laughing at me now. Like, I feel okay. very, I still feel very uncomfortable about you trying to put yourself in one of these categories. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm hard to categorize. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the, the other way that we can look at twunk is that it's a hunky twink which is like a kind of nicer way to put those two together, which means that instead of it being a really slender twink, typically they're a little bit older um, and kind of, well, not kind of, they're super fit like a jock. So it's like a jock twink. So usually still pretty hairless, but muscly. Mm-hmm. So when Spring said at the beginning of our episode, there are a million types and all kinds of words, and some person can actually be part of multiple of these communities at the same time. You can have lots of these words attributed to yourself. Um, So what have we done so far? Twink, bear, otter, wolf, twunk, any other? Oh, and I just want to give a shout out to the daddies. Um, They're not our listening base. I don't know if there are any daddies listening to us. Um, But daddies are typically older gay men. And that's a relative term. Like older gay men, like could be people in their 30s or 50s or 70s, right? So older just means older than typically the person that you're dating, right? Um, But daddies are much more likely to have salt and pepper hair, be a little bit older. And they often date younger gay men. I would also say, though, that there are some people that identify as daddies that date older men actually right so some people kind of think that they embody some of those qualities and would identify as a daddy even if they're dating someone older so i think that there is an age idea to it but it could be a more mental or metaphorical age as well Right. It's very much more about being like a supportive kind of person, uh, a stable, level-headed kind of person, um, somebody who already has a bunch of life experiences and you kind of have some nice answers. You know your way. You've been around the block. Mm. Like you have some answers. Um, yeah. And we could actually sit here and keep talking about gay types for a another three hours, right? Like it would be impossible for us to go through all of them one episode. Um, So there's a ton of them out there. And if you have any other questions about them, just let us know. Um, Yeah. Do you have anything else that we need to say before we move into our tip for the day? I mean, I, I just want to say that I think that, you know, it is, I, I think it's fun to like talk about these things. And when, when you kind of gain some information, so we're just kind of telling you that these exist if you don't know and like getting a little bit of idea about them. Um, But I would encourage you to like actually talk to some of your friends that are gay and ask them, you know, what they think about those terms and maybe like what they identify with or what some of their friends identify with so that you start to get a feel for 
how these terms are playing out in people's lives and specifically right. people don't that just you run know. up. Yeah, just don't run up to your gay friends and be like, oh my God, Springer Andrew told me that you're a twink. <laughs> like, we did not call them a twink. <laughs> we just said that these are the general stereotypes. Um, if they call themselves a twink, that's great. Um, in two or three years, they won't be able to use that term. <laughs> They'll graduate to twonkiness with me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're at the end of the show today and I have a tip. Um, and this is both uh, relevant to our episode for today and just life in general, right? Um, so these stereotypical terms are really cute. Putting people in the boxes isn't. And that's really it, right? When was the last time you were stereotyped and it felt good? Um, so these are community words that people might use within a community that they might use for themselves, but they're words that we don't want to put other people into or try to attribute meaning to what goes inside of that label, right? So they're words that people use to label themselves. So the terms are cute. Putting people in boxes isn't. All right. So I think we're at the end um, of our show. If you have any questions for us about love, sex, relationship, gay stuff, queer stuff, LGBT stuff, wolves, bears, tigers, I don't know what a tiger is. Um, just let us know. You can reach us. Uh, we have a phone number at 413-I-RAP-IT. Um, that's wrap with a W. You can email us. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. And you should check out and follow uh, our social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram um, at the sexwrap. So hopefully we'll hear from you soon. Thanks, everyone. And we did just get just over 10,000 followers on Instagram, which has been like a super, super exciting milestone for us. So if you aren't following us on Instagram yet, make sure you go check it out because we're even able to share links there now. And it is super <laughs> exciting. We're building a community, yeah. right? We yeah. don't have a word for us yet. Sex rappers. That yeah. sounds gross. We'll no. see you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everybody. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.